Welcome to the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. Even for the most relational people, there are still relational disciplines that they have in their life. Hi, this is Keith Tusi, and welcome to Leadership in Context. Hey, I'm glad you could be with me today. We're going to have a chat about personal, relational integrity. I think this will be life-giving to you. These are lessons I've learned and tried to walk in, and I'm just going to share them with you. In our last couple of podcasts, we've talked about keeping our heart clean, and no doubt relational integrity is one of the areas that requires work and effort. I just want to say this to you. If you think that you struggle and it's harder for you than others, well, maybe there's a sliver of truth. But I think some of the most relational people, I think if you take my wife, Penny, for those of you who know Penny, she's obviously a very relational person. But, you know, she has disciplines in her life, too. Things she holds herself to, accountability she holds herself to. And while it may come a little easier for some than others, the truth is, The people that are good at it put effort into it. So don't discount the effort and don't condemn yourself when your heart wants to go in the wrong direction. So let's just start there, okay? I'm going to give you five points I'm going to share with you. And uh, you could take these and build on them. And uh, if you've got any good ideas about them, maybe you can give me some feedback on that. Uh, Number one is often we get offended or disappointed or out of joint with someone because we have a strong personal preference about something or the way we want something done or the way we want something to go. In other words, it's a strong personal preference. It's not like when that person does something, they've violated the Bible or they've even sinned. And that's a good question to ask yourself when you're feeling out of joint. Has that person really sinned against God? And even if they have, you know, obviously there's forgiveness there. But what I found out, what gets me flustered sometimes and worked up is not really that. It's just that I have something in my mind, the way I want something done, the way I want something to happen, the way I want someone to act. And while they may not be wrong, you know, they're not the Bible. They don't have the authority of Scripture. So I think, number one, recognizing seriously, hey, you know, like for me, I'll give you an example, timelines. Like, I'm big on timelines. And I'm not just talking about with other people on myself. Like, I'll put myself under pressure sometime to get something done at a certain time. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. But sometimes when that thing doesn't work out, I almost act like I sinned or the other person sinned. You know, we failed God somehow or something. You know, I don't say that, but I think sometimes my mind goes in that direction. And what I've got to realize, wait a minute, that was a good goal. It was a personal preference. It's something I wanted to get done. But, you know, the throne of God is not shaken and uh, God is not offended with our actions in any way. And so why should I be offended with our actions in any way? Okay. So number one, recognize, be sober about your own personal preferences or even convictions that are not necessarily the Bible. They're not wrong. They're just not the Bible. Okay. So that might be a nice way of saying, get over yourself. All right. Number two, realize that 
forgiveness uh, from God is something that you offer to other people as freely as you've received it. Now, that sounds nice, but here's a good way to think about it. A, remember, at least for me, I, there's a, I don't know if a day goes by that I don't need an attitude checked or, or something like that at minimum that I, do, I don't need to stand under the blood of Jesus Christ and, and be washed. I know that's a personal thing between him and me and between you and him. And there's a way to translate that to other people. Let's do it this way, okay? Think about this for a reason or for a minute. Think of the person who forgave you when you felt so unworthy to be forgiven. Think of an incident in your life where you were forgiven, where that was just the grace and the kindness of God working through somebody to be kind to you. I know often we think about the people that really haven't forgiven us, that treated us harshly, that did not give us the same grace that God gave us. And, you know, that's a whole other topic we have to deal with. But let's think about that time. Maybe it was just one time, probably more, but one time in your life where somebody was overtly gracious, where they abounded in grace to you, where they forgave you, where they were kind to you, Now take that and use that for your standard. That is the standard. Double that and make that the standard. Predetermine that, especially with people that are around you that are close, that you're going to double the grace that was shown to you. And uh, I know for me, I have a hard time of violating that line when it's on my mind. Now, If it's not on my mind, I can run through it. I'm just like you probably. But when the Holy Spirit starts dealing with me and I want to have relational integrity, I just think of times in my life where people have forgiven me and it was just Jesus flowing through them. Be that person that Jesus flows through. Don't think about the people that didn't forgive you. Think about the time that you were forgiven. I believe that'll be that'll build relational integrity inside you and make you that forgiver of John 20 that we talked about. Okay? Number 3. Empathize with people, not just their performance. In other words, somebody didn't get some something done. Somebody didn't you know, even a family member, they, they didn't do what you expect them to do. They didn't act in a way that you expected them to act. And uh, there's nothing wrong with having high standards. I'm not suggesting we lower our standards or God's standards. I'm just saying this. Before you try to bring that into play, empathize with the person. Identify with the person and not just their action, not just their output, not just their performance, not just what you see. Try to really get in the flow of the Holy Spirit. Put your heart out there and say, God, help me to feel what they're feeling. Help me to just taste a little bit of what maybe they may be going through. You know, and I don't even pretend to be the most sensitive person. I'm a caring person, but that doesn't mean you're a sensitive person. Let's be clear about that. But, you know, I've noticed that when I slow myself down, just put on the brake, pump the brakes, 
it's amazing sometimes how God will give me some insight in their heart. That's what I think real empathy is, just to identify with that person and maybe to make it a safe place where they can even share with you and receive some ministry on maybe what they're going through, just, you know, a hard day they had when they got distracted, or maybe it's even been something chronical, chronical, chronic, that needs to get down, you know, into their heart, or out of their heart as it may be. But try to empathize with the person, not just their performance. Isn't that a great point? Boy, that's something you could really think about and uh, camp on a lot, okay? Uh, Number four, Remember who they are to God. Listen, even if they are not a believer, they are somebody that Jesus paid a price for. He saw them as valuable. And I know sometimes that's a challenge for us because we don't have the eternal sight that God has. Now, often the people we get out of joint with are the people that we're closest to, other believers in our family, in our church, in our ministry, whatever it may be. But remember who they are. Who are they? They're God's kid. They're God's son. They're God's daughter. So be careful about lifting your tongue and your heart up against them, okay? Just remember who they are to God. That'll put the fear of God in you. And you know what? It will cause you to see some other things about them that you can call them up to something before you start calling them out of something, okay? Remember who they are to God. Boy, you know what? What a great way just to live your life when you're looking at people and, you know, I don't care if it's a it's it's a waitress in a restaurant or one of your kids or your spouse, just remembering who they are to God, I think affects our posture a lot towards them. Number five, maybe the most obvious but one that we can't forget is remember who they are to you. Remember your relationship with them. Remember how they've helped you, served you, blessed you, how they've been there for you. Think about how sad you would be if that person was not in your life. Think about where you want to go with them in the future and how you believe God has put them in your family, put them in your life, put them in your church, put them on your ministry team. Think about who they are to you and then have your actions mimic or in faith demonstrate how you want that relationship to be. In other words, practice that. Walk that out of where you want to be, maybe not where you're at at that very moment. I think that's good counsel. These are things that I've I've walked through, I try to hang on to, I try to remind myself of. Is it a battle? Yeah, because we think of ourselves, and usually when we're offended, you know, or angry, it's just a, it's just another manifestation of selfishness. And these things cut the strings off of selfishness and help us to get free. Hey, if this has been a blessing to you, maybe listen to it again. Get it down in your heart. Write these five things down. Maybe share them with some people around you and say, hey, let's Let's do this. Maybe there's somebody right now that you've just really struggled with, but yet you know there's a love for one another there. Maybe write those five points down and say, why don't you and me agree that we're going to operate by these five points? We're going to attempt to do this by the power of the Holy Spirit. 
I think that would be life-giving. Maybe there's somebody you could encourage by sending this podcast over to them. Why don't you just go ahead and do that now? Hey, this is Keith Tusi for Leadership in Context. God bless To maintain relational integrity, we should recognize that our own personal preferences are not Scripture. We should give forgiveness just as freely to others as we have received from the Lord. We should empathize with people, not their performance. We should remember who people are to God. And lastly, we should remember who they are to us and what our relationship is with them. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to equip believers to lead in every area and venue of life. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. To contact Keith or ask him a question, email podcast at nrpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at nrpastors. See you next week.